no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. Oh! One more time. Oh! One more time. the Barry Cinches. On today's show, we break down preseason game number two versus the Colts and much, much more. What's good, Prez? Hey, Doug, man. I can't call. How you doing, bro? Man, I'm hanging in there, man. Doing my thing, bro. Man, listen, that's all you can do. And I, I tell you one thing, man. I know the audience, they, everybody work, right? But, man, i just been on the grind three different states this week. But, hey, one of those states is going to be able to give the fans some, some updates here on these Bears from from joint practice number two, so we got y'all there, but A-Dub, man, whew, I'm logging them there, freaking flying miles. Man, I'm all over the place right now. My <laughs> yeah, man, your boy Dub trying to keep up with you, bro. You everywhere, man. Sorry, man, I'm about to get your ass out here on this road, too, because we got a line of football coming up. So, listen, audience, your boy Dub, he going to be joining me to the party, too. But this is the time of year, man, where everything is starting to come together. We got the football seasons that are starting to come back for NCAA and NFL. That travel about to be crazy for us, man. But this is a good time, man. I love the football season. I'm always prepared for their prayers. We enjoy it. Oh, yeah, man. I embrace the grind. I, I love it, man. I love it. I love being out there, practice, games. I mean, we got some games here. I know we're going to get into it in a second. I know people was like, uh, preseason game number two, it was this and it was that. Listen, I embrace all that shit, bro. Anytime they get out there in the fucking field, I'm ready. I'm watching. I don't give a fuck who's out there on that field. It just reminds me of when I was a kid, right? And I used to watch, like, the little preseason games. And I remember my grandmother just saying, Doug, why are you watching them games? She's like, I thought that none of the starters are playing. Like, these games don't even count. I'm like, right. they count to me. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you said that. They count to you, bro. And they also get a chance to see their progression, right? How they continue to improve. You get to see that makes a huge difference. Now, I guarantee with Matt Eberflus, when he went into the decision not to start Justin and not to play notable starters, it's probably because that joint practice, from what I saw, it was pretty physical out there. So I'm sure he yep. saw what he needed to see. And he's like, look, I'm not trying to get anybody injured. You've seen the videos of these games around the league, man, where guys are getting injured. We're getting guys carted off the field, A-Dub. The Patriots-Packers game, they called that game short because they're like, nah, this, this ain't Too much. Too much. <laughs> So in my, in my instance there, I think what it is that you got a lot of coaches that are taking these calculated decisions and they're like, you know what, we're going to see what we can get out of practice. Maybe we do like a series of two in the preseason. But other than that, man, we put these guys on the shelf. Listen to Coach Eberflus talk about, you know, uh, the practices and what he's looking to learn from the practices, right? The one-on-one battles and seeing the skill sets of his players. You get a shit to see that, you know, how much you want to see that in the preseason game. That remains to be seen. But the point is, you've done enough work to get an understanding of where your players are at from those joint practices. And I know a lot of people in the fan base, they kind of got up in arms about it when they found out from Eber Foose that a lot of those guys weren't going to play and, and wondering, well, why isn't he getting the playing time? But it's because the practice that I saw him in in, in day two, it seemed like to me he wasn't going to get nothing out of playing in that game because right. I mean, Justin was dealing. He looked really damn good. And he's been sharp pretty much all camp. And we saw what he did in preseason game number one. I know people are going to pick apart the performance. I'm not here to 
You do whatever you want with that. I can tell you what I've seen with this kid all summer. We're not going to be disappointed. What I saw on day two's practice, Justin Fields was lights out, A-Dub. Lights fucking out. He completed every throw in one of the 707 periods. Every single fucking throw. And this, again, this is, again, another area, another time for him to show his growth. And you can see that with the joint practices that it's against a different team. It's against the coach, right? It's not our own unit that we've been going against in, in training camp. You're now going against another team. You get a chance to show what you've been able to do. And just hearing Justin Fields and seeing some of that video clips of him doing those things, I'm like, whoa, Justin Fields, keep it going, bro. I love that you got some good rhythm going on. We continue to see that connection between him and DJ Moore, right? It's one thing you can say, oh, well, he's just going against the Bears defense and doing all that. Well, guess what? So the A-Dub's point, now we did it against a different team. We did right. a different, different scheme, got different looks, but it's still the same result. Absolutely. Moore and Justin Fields continuing to make plays together. Man, I just love that chemistry. This entire, you know, training camp, man. And it's just good to just continue to see it evolve, to see those two continue to work well together, man. It's just a joy press. And I'm just, man, gearing myself up and getting ready for the season. Another guy A-Dub that really stood out to me from day two practice was Kyler Gordon. We talked a lot about him this summer, A-Dub and the progress that he's made since his rookie season to where he's at now. And right. i tell you one thing, man, one of the things that I've been really impressed about when it comes to him is how he sticks to the receiver that he's covering. Them dudes are getting open off of him. If they do happen to get open, they do, that guy is going to fucking put a hit on their asses. We saw right. in preseason game number one. That dude ain't afraid to come up and smack you in the fucking face. But you hit a good point about the hits, man. This dude land wood, bro. It's not just a sack, I mean, a tackle. He's laying some big hits on, on these receivers. And um, if he continue doing that, man, playing that physical, bro, and covering so well as he's been doing thus far, I, it wouldn't shock me, man, to get to see him get some consideration for Pro Bowl. I'm speaking it to existence, but if he's still on this type of tear, bro, and continue to show progress, I can see something like that happening. Well, listen, they done me. Say it with your chest. Don't be saying it all week like that. Hey, if you think that man gonna play in the Pro Bowl this season, say that shit, boy. <laughs> yes, sir, man. Ain't many guys can work that nickel like that, man, like he can. So I'm telling you, man, Kyler Gordon is on his way, bro. He's on his way. Say it with your chest. Say it with your chest. That's all I'm trying to tell you. Say it with your <laughs> <chest>. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Elijah Hicks, man, he's another guy that stood out to me from day two practice. And Elijah Hicks, man, I, I'm telling you, man, he's a guy that we've talked about a lot. And if you notice the theme here, audience, it's the same guys that we keep talking to you guys about. But guess what? These are the same guys that keep flashing. Now, Elijah Hicks is kind of emerging as of late. Earlier in camp, he was kind of quiet. He didn't stand out much. However, he is starting to take advantage of getting these extra reps. With Jaquan Brisker continue to be sidelined, they dub. He popped the shit out of Michael Pittman and forced an <laughs> incompletion, and it got some oohs and ahs. And I'm sitting over there, man. I'm like, God damn, that was a hit. Man. He popped the shit out of him, boy. <laughs> you love that right there, friends. I know you love it, man. It's just good to see it, those type of plays happening, bro. And, and the thing is, this is one thing that even Flues talk a lot about, you know, with his team in general, about being physical and playing hard. And those type of plays, man, send a message. When you crack somebody that hard, man, put one on them press, it's, it make the player think twice. Hey, you want to come this way again? Hey, come this way. Just know there's going to be a hit weight. No. This is a second-year guy. This guy last year that didn't get to show much. This is opportunity because he's in a yep. crowded defensive backfield. So it's important for him to continue to do what he's doing, especially another play that he made 
because he forced a turnover on Anthony Richardson, who is, was named QB1 for the Colts. Right. But he forced a turnover on him. So this is the thing. We know in Allen Williams' defense, a dub that created turnovers is the name of the game. If you got a guy like that from the backup standpoint that's coming in here and doing that, it bodes well for this defense. It bodes well for the depth of the defense. It bodes well for what this defense is going to be this season. I mean, shit, Demarcus Walker, he's been talking about how excited he is to see this defense once everybody's healthy. Speaking of health, I can't wait to see him back on the field amongst all those other guys. And I think you hear the key point. You talk about the depth of this defense from the secondary, you know, um, how deep they are. That, that's a lot of good players on this team. When his number is called, he's ready. So right now he's showing us a lot. I love the way he's playing, and uh, I hope he continues this rate. 100% A-Dub. The last guy that was a standout from day two practice there in Indianapolis is a guy that's fast becoming a fan favorite here in Chicago, and that is one Tyson Bajent. Now, you and I briefly talked last week about the backup quarterback situation, and we said, hey, we got some concerns with P.J. Walker. P.J. Walker has struggled a bit here in these practices, and in that first game at Soldier Field, I just don't know what the hell we saw. He looked awful out there. Right. So when I looked at the practice situation, I'm like, all right, all I'm thinking of in my head at this point in time is, all right, P.J. Walker, you, you need to figure your shit out, but you're probably the quarterback too. But I was over here looking like, Nathan Peterman, this kid's about to push you the fuck out of the way. That was my thought process going into this week. Now, day two of practice, and we see Tyson Beijing continuing to make plays out there on the practice field. Now, he was out there on the field, man. He was the four-string quarterback going out there. But it almost looked like he had some sort of personal vendetta against the Colts. Because he was threading touchdown after touchdown. He threw three touchdowns in the red zone, bro. I'm not saying one touchdown. I'm not saying two touchdowns. Woo. Three touchdowns. Two of them with the Robert Tanya. Wow. This guy seemed to feel very well, Perez. Very well. And he's executing, right? And that's what you like about the way he's been playing. You're seeing him get better and better. And right now, he's making it very tough for a guy like a P.J. Walker. And a Nathan Peterman. It's like this kid has continued to grow. Yeah, we're going to definitely get into that as far as the game is concerned because we know Bears Nation. We know y'all out there talking. But I'll just tell you one thing. From what I observed from that practice on Thursday, hey, man, this is a kid right here, man. He's hungry. He is fucking hungry. He's coming in because he sees the opportunity. Yep. Now, for the people that's out there, A-Dub, with the foolishness of trying to compare Fields to Tyson Beijing, I want y'all to just stop playing. I want y'all to stop <laughs> with the trolling. Because you don't seriously mean that shit. You really don't. And let's just be for real. Because if you really believe that in your heart of hearts, I really wish that you would get off of Twitter. I really wish that you would get off the internet typing the shit that you're typing. Because I saw some foolishness. And A-Dub, I was kind of just like, these people just say anything nowadays. They say <laughs> any goddamn thing. They hate Justin Fields. There's a, a fan base or a group of people out there who are just not fans of Justin Fields. They're going to say anything when they see someone else do something well, and they'll go overboard with it. But you and I and many others who've been watching the Bears know how good Justin Fields really is, and we get it. But to the haters, keep doing your job, but it doesn't bother me one bit. Listen, I'm ignoring the stupidity, but I'm just going to let you know, people out there, let's just call the situation what it is. We have a lot of uncertainty at the backup spots. Yep, That's what this is. We know who we had a QB1. Now, <laughs> it's been light work for him so far, 
As we mentioned earlier, Eberflus made the decision not to play him, which was the first preseason game that, that Justin Fields hasn't played in in his short career. But it's been light work for him this preseason. But again, right. every practice that I've been at, for the most part, he's been solid. He's been sharp. We saw what he did game one. Game three, we'll probably see him play a little bit more. But the big thing is for fans that are listening to this show, Let's not get ahead of ourselves here when it comes to a Tyson Beijing. Because while I love what I've seen from him in practice, A-Dub, I love what I've seen so far from him in these games, we also have to keep in mind who he's going against. Right. P.J. Walker, who has been god-awful, he has stunk up the place. But he actually has played against NFL defenses before. So I'm going to still give this kid the benefit of the doubt out there. But Hey, Doug, he better fucking step it up real quick because Tyson's coming for him. Definitely. Just haven't shown us a lot, man. And you're only going to get so many opportunities. I think right now you got to make the most of yours. And right now we have not seen that. So he has to, man, do something because he doesn't do a better job. You're right. Quarterback like Tyson on his way up. Man, he already on his way up. I mean, you got to think about it, Doug. P.J. Walker got the start. The offense didn't do a damn thing out there. Didn't move. It looked just like it did in that game against the <laughs> Titans. Correct. Right? And then what Tyson Bajek do? He come in and he leads them on a 92-some-odd-yard drive and scores. Right. And I'm sitting here like, same offensive line, same receivers, different fucking result. So the thing is, the kid passes the eye test. So we can't sit here and act like, well, he's not making plays. Because he is. He is. So you got one guy making plays, you got the other guy looking like a fucking scared, scattered rookie. Tyson Beijing don't look like the rookie. Nope. The kid's poised. I'm talking about, man, I'm like, dude, this kid is out here playing with confidence. He's playing like, listen, I got nothing to lose. And we talk about it so much on this show about competition. And iron is sharper than iron. And right now, man, PJ, I'm looking at you like, bro, I was looking at his body language, and I guess all this, I'm talking about body language. Leave me alone. But I'm looking at the kid's body language. He looked like a guy that knew in his heart. I'm fucking up. Yeah. He's seeing this, Fred. He really is. And during camp, we heard a lot about Justin Fields, DJ Moore, who has taken over the headlines of so much going on with the Bears. And a guy like P.J. Walker have gone under the radar. No one's really been paying closely attention to how well, how, how well he wasn't playing, right? We heard about him throwing interceptions in practice, Perez. You heard about that. He wasn't doing great. He's just getting by, right? And now Tyson, Beijing, shows up and say, look, if Justin Fields QB number one, hell, why can I be QB number two? And he's actually showing up, P.J. Walker, at this point. And we just saw how P.J. Walker played. Like you say, this second game here, right? Preseason. Didn't look good at all. First play you see him, what you do? Falling all over the field, right? And then make a throw, make an inaccurate throw. It's like, look, dude, you're getting your opportunities. You're not doing well with it. Tyson is taking full advantage of his opportunity here and executing. So at this point, Perez, P.J. Walker is going to have to think twice that, hey, you got to think about, is your job on the line? Do the Bears really want to keep you on his squad? They got a very expensive decision ahead of them because P.J. Walker got a $2 million guarantee. Yep. And you know how these NFL teams are, man. They don't want to be, like, 
eating up salary cap space and admitting that, like, oh, I gave the wrong guy some guaranteed money. <laughs> right now, it's looking like, hey, man, if P.J. Walker don't show something, right, it's going to be an easy decision. And I hate to even say what I'm about to say out of my mouth. I kind of want to slap myself for even thinking what I'm about to say. But if P.J. Walker continues to go down this road, I can see an easy decision for Evil Flus and, and Ryan Poles to have Beijing as the number two and Nathan Peterman as the number three in Chicago. <laughs> the thing is, I still want to slap myself over saying that. <laughs> I'm not mad at you, man, because both quarterbacks in their situations have outplayed P.J. Walker. Let's just call it what it is. Right now, P.J. Walker does not look like a QB number two. No, this fuck team. no, he doesn't. Not what he, what we say. Uh-uh. Right, exactly. So at this point, you got to make a decision, you know? And he's falling quickly, bro. <laughs> I mean, he's trending down. And if they try him out there again, Perez, and we see the same results, what that tells you? Three preseason games, he don't show up. Where you at now? And I even just the games, the practices. That man been throwing ducks out there. He don't look confident. And the one thing I'm looking at with, with Tyson is the leadership that he's showing. Yeah. How he was getting everybody out. Like, like I said, he don't look like an undrafted free agent coming in here. He doesn't look like that. He don't carry himself that way. And even with Nathan Peterman out there showing arm strength. And all this, you yeah. know this is hard for me to sit here and talk to y'all like this about Nathan Peterman. But that throw he had to, to Fountain. Yep. God damn, that was beautiful. It was. <laughs> Man, a beauty on target right there. Only to where Fountain can get that boy. I mean, you got to give Peterman a lot of credit there. But you go back to your point with P.J. Walker, where is he? What kind of big plays is he making out there? It's not making any. Nah, man. Nope. <laughs> now, in this in this game here, what you did is you had the backups stepping up and showing Eberflus and Poles, hey, <laughs> we're ready for the opportunity if our name was called. Right. 21 or 22 starters didn't even play in this ballgame, right? And I know people felt whatever kind of way about that. But for me, I was even more curious to see all right, well, what we got here on, on, on the back end of this roster? What we got here in the middle of the roster? And I was impressed by what I saw offensively. Defensively, early on, it was promising, but down the stretch, Doug, that defense, man, it kind of folded a little bit. Yeah, the defense did have some make some good plays early on, Perez. And I think really when I look at this defense, what really shocked me the most, or was I would say the most disappointing, was how they play in the red zone. I think they gave up too much stuff in the red zone. They were actually playing a lot of zone coverage, and I think the coach kind of made some plays. And you give up those touchdowns like that, you know, that's tough to see right there in the red zone. So I would just say, looking at the Bears, they got to be better in that area. So to that point, A-W, yes, they do have to be better in that area. But what you see here is the Bears defense through the first three quarters of the game held the coach to seven points. Yep. That fourth quarter, 17 points a lot. So that right there, when I saw that, I said, okay, Oof. that can't happen, right? I don't right, care right. what string you're going up against. <laughs> not at all, man. That was not good. Sam Ellinger, he was lighting our asses up. Sure was. <laughs> he came in like a game changer in there, man. You know, um, got that team with a lot of momentum, and he was able to, you know, get some points on the board. But that's pretty much what Tyson Bajan did for the Bears. Came in, brought the energy, and got brought the offense spark. going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you need that spark right there. Um, and he got things under control for the coats, you know. So I get it. I understand it. But, man, it just sucked us to be on the other end of the table where, you know, we see somebody else duplicate what Tyson did and it came back to hurt the Bears. There's a couple moments there that, that kind of stood out. 
the 42-yard pass to James Washington, right? That yep. set up the, the touchdown. But also Jalen Harris, the 15-yard penalty that he had. That yeah. was costly. Oof. So you had some mistakes. You had a mistake on offense with Burns with his fumble, giving the Colts the football. So there were some things down the stretch of this game that I was like, okay, if I'm the coaches, you know, those are things that I'm circling and saying, hey, these are opportunities for areas that we need to tighten up. And again, I don't care which string you are. You get opportunities out there in the football field. You should not be turning the football over. We talked about it. Yep. Number one thing you can't do. Also, you can't have these penalties. Penalties like that will keep drives going forward, team. And what happened? The Colts, they capitalized. They took full advantage. He hit a good point. You talked about turnovers, right? You and I got on Tyler Scott last episode about him turning the football over, you know? And here we go. We got Burns doing the same thing. Can't have that, right? You're definitely right about that, Perez. And then I like what you talked about these penalties, man. You got to be careful, you know? Unsportsmanlike conduct, all type of penalties that goes on right there. Those things hurt your team big time. And we saw in this game here how that type of stuff can come back and haunt you. And you can see what happened with the Bears. We're doing those kind of things, silly things that can get you penalized, that can always come back to hurt you on the field. The offense looks better than it had under P.J. Walker. We know these things. I know everybody wants to highlight Tyson Bigett, and, and, and rightfully so. Bigett has been really solid in the two games that we've seen out there from him. But Roshan Johnson in this game, another rookie, in my opinion, continues to show people what he's capable of doing. It wasn't sexy. The way that he runs with power, the way that he runs with pad level control. Yep. Roshan Johnson, man, I'm telling you. Now, we, we all feel a little what we saw from Beijing. But I, I think it's time for us to start giving a little bit more love to Roshan because I'm telling you, man, this kid right here, he's continued to impress me. And I know it's going to be an uphill battle at running back because between Herbert and Foreman, Jesus Christ, man, neither one of these guys are letting they, – they, they, <laughs> both of those guys are, are, are coming for it. They're hungry. But this running back room, man, I'm telling you right now, I was like, man, I don't know how to call it. Looking at how Foreman plays – Looking at Roshan Johnson, Homer, you get a chance to see who's starting to really excel. And I'm looking at Roshan Johnson. You're right, Perez. He could be, you've always said this, he could be running back number one. And if you if he's not your number one running back, right now, in my opinion, he got to be your number two. And there's no slap in the face against Foreman. It just seems that when Roshan Johnson is out there, Perez, the way he runs with that power up the middle, even with them catching the football, Perez, if he's it, getting the pass, it's like this dude can make some things happen. And he doesn't play like a rookie like you've always stated, Perez. He's a guy, man, that is showing that, hey, he deserves to get some carries in and to be a playmaker for this team. No, it's not. And like I said, I've been impressed by Foreman as well. I just don't know which way this thing's going to go. I mean, obviously we know it's Khalil Herbert's job to lose. Yep. But again, much like the quarterback position, I just don't know how the depth chart is going to work with the running back room. Because like I said, Roshan Johnson, when it's all said and done, I could totally see him stealing a lot of carries. Yeah. To form. It, here's the other thing, Perez, if you're a running back. All I got to tell you right now as a running back, don't get hurt. <laughs> because if True. you do, if True. you do, somebody coming along and taking that, man, I'm telling you right now, Foreman, Khalil Herbert, you guys are not going to be playing. Just know Roshan Johnson wants that opportunity. So got to be careful there. So I want to get your thoughts here on some of these position battles that we talked about before we get out of here, right? So we kind of touched there on running back. Again, 
Roshan Johnson was impressive last week in his debut. We really don't have a strong handle of what Iberflus is thinking as far as the packing order there at running back. Right. Well, like I said, the things that impressed me were Roshan Johnson are the reasons why Ryan Poe's drafted him, and I talked about it. That balance after he gets hit. Yep. He's always still going forward. He reminds me a lot of David Montgomery. It's a good comparison. Just hopefully he can stay healthy. Right. <laughs> That's the key, man, health. Mm-hmm. But again, like I said, Khalil Herbert, Darts of Foreman, those are the guys right now that we probably could be pretty confident are going to be your one, too. Yeah. But again, Roshan Johnson is just that solid assassinate dub that I'm just kind of looking at. I'm saying in the middle part of the season, he could be that guy that starts vulturing carries. And like you said, you know in the NFL, the way it works in the running back position. Like you said, don't get hurt. But also, too, don't get too comfortable as a running back. Yeah. They will replace your ass. <laughs> no doubt, friends. You can't be replaced. And you hit a good point you just shared about Roshan Johnson, about the, the midseason and the opportunities you could possibly get. The thing is, bro, pro, how long you want to hold him back? And that's the Bears that I always consider when you look at a Roshan Johnson. Got to give a guy a chance who's ready to eat and is hungry is ready to go right now. Well, that's fair. Another position group that I want us to update the audience on is that wide receiver. Now, again, we know who our top trio is with Moore and Mooney and, and Claypool, right? And Claypool yep. is still out at this time. Mooney didn't play, but, you know, we, we think Mooney's good to go. Right. Now, we know Tyler Scott's going to probably get that fourth spot. We got two jobs that are up for grabs between Equinemia St. Brown, Valus Jones, and Dante Pettis. So right there, when you look at those three guys on the back end, A-Dub, what are your thoughts there? When I look at these wide receivers, Perez, I will say with Equinemia St. Brown, I was not impressed in this preseason game here. Thought it could have been better. I mean, he dropped the pass. Yep. He's not showing anything. I look at Pettis, right? We say, hey, we need somebody at punt return, right? He's able to feel that. He also caught a pass out there as well, a couple of them at that. It seems like Dante Pettis, to me, came back and saying, look, I got a chance. What you talked about in the last episode, Perez, him coming back. Perfect timing for him. But right now, looking at Pettis, it's like, oh, he, he's on a roll, man. So I hope that he can show that, hey, he wants that opportunity and to help the Bears out. But it's going to be tough for a guy like Equinidia St. Brown, who's not showing him a hell of a lot. And I know you talk about what he can do um, when it comes down to blocking and things of nature. But sometimes, man, you got to be more than that. Well, I mean, we, we, we've said it, right? We, he, we yep. know that he's reliable there in that run game. Yep. But I think they need to see a little bit more from him from a playmaking aspect. And right. We haven't seen that yet, but it'll be nope. interesting to see here what happens here with this running back position. Because right now, out of those three guys, no one has really emerged much, right? Valus Jones, Muffin Putts, injured right, right now. Equity <laughs> St. Brown, he had an opportunity in that game yesterday to do a little something. We didn't see much there. And Dante Pettis, obviously, you know, his, his production is always kind of like meh, right? So it's just right. one of those things that it's like, well, we need a little something from one of you guys. In my humble opinion, A-Dub, when I look at that wide receiver room, I probably can see Equinemia St. Brown and Valus Jones probably getting those final two spots. Pettis out, bro? I think so, as of right now. Now, what I could say here, though, Dante Pettis, you got an opportunity now to go get one of those spots. But for right now, that's kind of how I see it. Man, Vellis Jones have, Jr. hasn't shown me enough, Perez. And I know he's the youth may be in his favor in this case here. But, Jack man, capital. 
Right, right. There you go. Traffic after, bro. If it wasn't for that, no one we bring it, it'll be an easy move to say, let's get rid of Bayless Jones, Jr., you know, because he has not shown us enough at all. And you hit to the head about the muff punts. He's just not showing me enough uh, work in being that guy that's been a playmaker for this Bears team. So with that, I feel bad for a guy like Pettis, who, to me, in my opinion, is playing a little bit better than Bayless Jones right now. We need to keep Pettis right. He never he ever done anything extraordinary at this point. But for the Jones haven't given us much at all. So we'll see what the Bears do. I definitely respect what you're going with this, Perez. He could possibly be on his team due to the fact of the capital piece. But, man, that's going to be tough. Yeah, so we'll see how it all pans out. Look, we got a couple weeks here left in camp, and so we'll see what happens. Quarterback, yep. we've already kind of hit on that already. Honest, we got a lot to pay attention to with those backups. So this is not something that you guys have not heard on this show before. We brought up how we were unsure about P.J. Walker weeks ago. Right. We talked about the emergence of a, of, of a Beijing. So these are things that don't surprise A.W. and I because we are there. We, we see what's going on out there. So these are things that we've already been talking about. So, hey, we're glad that the rest of the fan base is, is, is understanding what's been going on, but we've already <laughs> we've been there, done that. You know what I mean? So <laughs> <laughs> you're right, friends. So on the defensive side, though, A-Dub, linebacker. Jack Sanborn, Noah Sewell. Which way is this thing going? <laughs> Shit. That's all I gotta say with that one. Shit. Because man, Jack Sanborn's coming back. It's playing better. I actually had a good. Solid game yes, in the sir. second preseason game. I give him a lot of credit there. But, man, bro, this is getting very interesting because neither one of them has ran away with this. And then another thing, too, that people aren't talking about is the additions that they made to the linebacker room. Mikhail Walker, Davion Taylor. These guys are coming in A-Dub looking to secure a roster spot and contribute. And so it's one of those things where they're continuing to bring competition here to this team. Midway through camp, Ryan Pohl's still out here making moves. Right. So this linebacker group is one that's going to be really worth monitoring going down the stretch. But that battle between Sewell and Sanborn, I still can't call it. And I love me some Sanborn, <laughs> but I can't call it, bro. And like you just said with Ibrahim Spurs, making it very competitive. So whoever gets this job, I can say they've earned it, bro. They really have. At defensive end, we already know the Ngakwe. And Demarcus Walker, those are going to be your starters off the edge, right? Right. But then we also brought in Rasheed Green to compete there with your Travis Gibson and your Terrell Lewis's of the world. When you look at this defensive end position with the backups, A-Dub, what are your thoughts there? When it comes to Gibson, Lewis, Rasheed Green, what do you feel? Lewis is making it very hard for anybody at this point. I got to give Trevor Gibson a lot of credit because I'll tell you these couple preseason games, He's been playing very well, Perez. But I got to tell you, man, that competition there is getting really, really interesting. And they're going to make it very difficult for any of them to get some reps in. But I got to tell you, I love the company. I love the depth when it comes down to those players, man. It's just got very interesting at this point to see who's going to run away with this thing. I think we still need more time, Perez. This is my honest opinion about that. Travis Gibson, as I mentioned on last week's show, play like a man on the mission against the Titans, but he clearly is man on the bubble right now. Yep. Rasheen Green got the start there yesterday and didn't do really do much to me. Playing nope. against reserves, and I'm like, where you at? Now, this is a guy that's been impressive throughout training camp, but it hasn't translated to the game days. So right there, to me, that opened up an opportunity for your Travis Gibsons and your Terrell Lewis's to 
really go out there and grab that spot. So when I'm looking at that position there, I'm like, all right, man, Rasheed, they gave you a shot. But you're yeah. not making plays in the games. You're doing it in practice, but it's not translating over. You give these other guys the opportunity to, to make some ground. And that's what they've done. They actually made up for what haven't been said or done in practices. These individuals you talked about with uh, Terrell Lewis and Travis Gibson, they're actually doing in games and on the field. And that's why it matters the most, right, that you talked a lot about, Perez. So <laughs> Green going to have to step his game up, bro, and the time starts now. No, it definitely does because, like I said, man, you don't get a little opportunities to impress. And you saw Travis Gibson. He's making the most of his opportunities. He sees the writing on the wall. Whether yep. it's here in Chicago or elsewhere, hey, my man wants to get paid. He wants to get that <laughs> second contract. Terrell Lewis, another guy, has been a standout. This is a guy right here is not going to sit here unless somebody take his spot. He wants to play in this league, and he showed you that that's what he wants to do. So anybody want that job, Perez, they're going to have to earn it, bro, as we said before. But I like what I'm seeing. I really do. I love this competition. And I, I, I think when they're playing this way, this competitive, and making it very tough for the, the next person to steal that job, that's what you want to hear about. That's what you want to see. And the thing is, it's only going to make the Bears better just seeing all these players compete like that. Last position battle to talk with you before we give out some game balls. Corner. Tyreek Stevenson. It appeared going into this game that he had the edge in his battle against Terrell Smith to start opposite of Jalen Johnson. Tyreek Stevenson had a little bit of a rocky game there yesterday. So do yeah. you feel that Terrell Smith has closed the gap on Tyreek, or do you think that Tyreek still has the edge? I think Tyreek still have the edge, bro. I, I give Terrell Smith a lot of credit. I do praise. I like what he's been doing. But there's so much to Tyreek Stevenson's game, bro, that you just love. I mean, part of it is the competitive nature. I know he picked up a BS penalty in the game. I get it. The guy was out of bounds. He slung him. But you just know, man, Tyreek Stevenson is a guy that really plays physical, and he's going to play hard every time. He's going to give you everything. And he got a chip on his shoulder. So – Things like that could possibly happen with a rookie. As long as he can help challenge it a little bit better, help him better with that part of it, the mental game of it, I think he'll be fine. But I just know that he's going to make some mistakes as a rookie. But at the end of the day, man, I just see so much upside to him than I do with Terrell Smith. Well, Terrell Smith's been out with an injury. You know, my whole thing was it kind of like allowed Tyreek Stevenson to kind of move away from him a little bit in the competition. Now, I will say, yeah, that penalty could have gone either way. But the yep. thing that kind of really grinds my gears about Tyreek Stevenson in the game is he could have had a pick. Yeah. That pass from Minshew, I'm like, come on, Tyreek. We need the pick. Come on, bro. Got to get that one. You're talking about the one in the end zone, right? The one yeah. that went above his head. He yeah. got to catch that. I was wondering what he was doing. Like, I thought he had it for a second, bro, because it looks like it was, like, through his hands. If I'm, if I'm missing anything there, I got to relook at that, um, the, the, watch it again. But I thought he had a chance to get that um, – that interception, bro, and it just went through, and then it's a touchdown. So, but I just hope that going forward, he can be better on those type of plays. All right, A-Dub, let's give us some game balls before we get out of here. Offense, what say you? I'm going with Roshan Johnson. Woo, on talk to offense. him. Talk to him. I get it. People talking about Tyson, Bajan, and what he's done coming into the game. We got to realize Roshan Johnson was right along with them, Perez. And that nine-minute drive that we had to score a touchdown – it wasn't just Tyson. This kid, Roshan Johnson, played his part in that as well. And I think that with his execution and how well he played down that stretch, bro, to get that touchdown made a big difference. So I got to give him a lot of credit because I tell you, we, you and I talked about him a little bit earlier, bro, about how well he runs with the football. Bro, this guy is vicious, bro. And he does a great job with running the football. And I just want to see him get more carries and more opportunities.
But you know what? It's interesting about him is though with the carries that he gets, he's making really good production. 4.6 yards per carry average. That ain't nothing to turn your head down about. Had a catch for 11 yards. So obviously, yes, Tyson Bajet, he, hey, he made the most of his opportunities. But right. like you said, hey, Doug, Roshaw was right there with him on that drive, providing that spark for this offense. And again, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with that running back depth chart, bro. Because, man, oh, man, <laughs> I just don't know which way this thing going to go. Well, I just got my eye on Roshan Johnson. I'm pulling for him. My offensive game ball, man, is going over to Tyson. I just look at this kid, man, and just from his second joint practice against the Colts, so what translated in this game, how he took the same offensive unit that P.J. Walker struggled with, and he drove it down the field for the score. Man, this is a boring-ass game outside of Tyson Beijing showing us <laughs> what he showed us. Let's just be honest. Yeah, it was. He put on the show. And again, he he's made things interesting now for that quarterback two spot because now you got people looking at P.J. Walker saying, P.J. Walker ain't no quarterback two. Maybe not. But I tell you one thing, Matty Mufus is now open to the idea of Tyson Beijing at number two. And that's because this kid came in here and kicked the fucking door down. P.J. Walker came in here and got confident because he had a $2 million guaranteed offer. You don't get too comfortable in this league, P.J. You don't get too comfortable. And I got to give Tyson a lot of credit for what he's been doing, man. He's earning everything he's gotten out there on the field. And when you execute like that, putting out good film, that puts you in a good position. So I got to give it to that guy, man. And I like how he sounds post-game interview after the game. They ask him questions about being a QB number two. He kind of like took it in stride and saying, hey, look, man, you know, I'm going to go out there and handle the plays that's given to me and try to execute them as smoothly as possible, you know, and just try to put out there, as he said, good film. And that's what it's all about right there, Perez. Not getting caught in the hype, just go out there and playing football and doing your work and doing your job. 100%, brother, 100%. Our defense was getting your game, bro. On defense, I got to go with Terrell Lewis. I'm going to go with him, man. I still like the fact that this guy still getting to the quarterback, Perez. And the fact that he's going for knocking the ball out the quarterback's hand, which we've seen multiple times, this is becoming a thing for him, man. And the strip sack, bro, I love that, man. And if he's going to continue getting the quarterback like this, man, look. You got to look at him, bro. You got to keep close eyes on Terrell Lewis and say, hey, this guy wants a chance. And you and I have been talking about him last game, bro. He's made the most of his opportunities, and he's still doing it in game two. So I got to go with Terrell Lewis. Yeah, I mean, that one's pretty easy one because, I, I mean, when you look on defense, he pretty much was the only guy that, to me, kind of flashed out there. And, yeah. again, when we talk about guys that aren't taking advantage of their opportunities, he's not one of those guys. He continues to be a difference maker out there every time he gets on that football field. And I think after this game, he's all but probably sealed up one of those roster spots. Oh, yeah. And it's, and it's probably going to come down to Gibson and Green for the last spot. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, just think about it. Lewis, last week, two sacks. Yesterday's game had another sack. The strip sack. And again, what do we talk about, man? Getting that football out. That's going to be really important for his defense. You got a guy like that as a reserve that's going to be in that rotation. And he's making plays every time he gets on the field and he can get the ball out. Come on, man. I love it. I agree with you on your defensive game bar recipient, so I'm just going to go straight to underperformer here. My underperformer for week two is Machine Green. I mean, P.J. Walker, I think that's low-hanging fruit. I think we all know he shit the bed. He was given a prime opportunity to go out there and do what Terrell Lewis did. He's not getting the job done, eh, Doug? 
He's not getting any pressure on these quarterbacks in the games. He got called on offsides on third and ten. I'm sitting up here like, bro, line up the fucking right way. He is allowing these guys that he was ahead of to pass him up. So, my other performer, week two, Rasheed Green. Is that all he did in the game, friends? Man, that motherfucker, that's all he did. <laughs> You're not going to be out there being productive. You a waste of a snap. So it's like, look, you got to go out there and perform. And seeing how these other players on this team are performing and trying to go out there and compete, you got to do the same thing. And I know Perez and I have talked about that so many times about competing. If you're not going to do your job, man, that means less snaps for you going forward. And I think you want to show something, take full advantage of your opportunities. My other performer, I got to go with my boy, Dominique Robinson. Ooh. Here's why, Perez. Here's Ooh. why. I got to go this route. You know I love Dominique. At this point, there are others on this team who are stepping up. Terrell Lewis has been doing his thing. We saw Gibson have some flashes as well. Where are you, Dominique Robinson? A couple mm. tackles, okay, that's cool and all, but that ain't enough. That's not enough, man. Your job is getting that backfield. Make some havoc, man. Force the quarterback into some bad throws. Do something. We need you to apply pressure. Perez and I talked about this many times. We have not been seeing this team get to the quarterback last season. Well, this season you should know that, hey, the main objective for you is to get in that backfield. And I haven't seen enough of that at all from Dominique Robinson. So he got to show me something more than just this. We're not going to accept mediocrity from him. Through that. Now, we talked about Darius Fountain earlier. He was the recipient of that really beautiful touchdown pass by yep. Nathan Peterman, who I reluctantly give some props to. But when I think about a guy like Fountain, he's a part of a really crowded wide receiver room there. But he's flashed a lot. I mean, he flashed at family day when we were there. Yeah. So this, this is a guy that's continued to make plays out there, and he's really trying to see him in a spot there on that practice squad. So that's a guy audience for you guys to really continue to monitor. I think he's a guy right there that's worth probably bringing back on that practice squad. He's been outplaying your boy in the simple Webster. So I don't, know, I don't even know why he's on this team. <laughs> I hear you on that, bro. But you got to give the fountain, man. He's out there performing. He's taking advantage of his opportunity. I hope that he's on his practice squad for sure. And I want to give props to the fan base, man, because like I said, man, we have the best fans. Well, we act like we got some sense. But we got the best fan base in the, in the damn NFL. All those Bears fans that pulled up out to Indy for those joint practices, that pulled up to Indy for that game, knowing that we weren't playing half of our damn team. The fact that the fan base was engaged on Twitter, watching the game. You could tell people was watching that game. People were tweeting in the fourth quarter. I'm like, man, we got the best fans ever because this game was boring as fuck. <laughs> but I watched that thing from start to finish just like I know you did, A-Dub. But that's because, listen, man, this is our squad. We love this team. And that's why we get so passionate about this team. And that's why people don't understand. They're like, oh, man, Bears fans, they, they, they're something else. No, we love this team. We want this team to get back to where they belong. So even if it is a boring-ass preseason game number two, how did I start this show by saying to me, all this shit matters. All these games matter. I remember when I was a little kid, man, watching Mike Dick out there in the preseason. I didn't care. Right. I watched everything. <laughs> and I feel like this fan base, the way that we are, we have a very intelligent fan base that understands football, understands all this, the way that this stuff works. Most people understood why Matt Eberflus made the decision to not play a lot of his starters. And I was right. okay with it. Because it made sense. Hey, we had two physical practices with another team. We got the looks that we wanted to see. Yep. And he's trying to get through this training camp unscathed. And I'm with that. I want week one, we got those Packers coming in here. 
I want us to be as close to 100% as possible. You see what Cody White here went down with injury. We don't have time for more guys to be out. So if we got to rest guys up like a Demarcus Walker and a Jaquan Brisker and a Tremaine Edmonds and all these guys that have been out, I'm all for it. I don't need to see anything from those guys. I know what those guys can do. Gives these opportunities to these backups and these undrafted rookies to come in here and show what they can do. But I will piggyback on something you did share about the fan base, man. Our fan base is, is dope. I mean, they always want to support this team no matter what. And they know more than just the starters on this team. That's one thing they love about Bears fans. They know the ins and outs. They know the, who the backups are. They know who's coming off the bench. I got to give it to Bears Nation, man, for always showing support to this team. But back to your point, Perez, this football team the Bears have right now, bro, and the fact that they actually had a chance to rest some of these players, that's good. Because you know what? Got to come into this season perfectly. 1,000% A-Dub. Well, listen, audience, we appreciate you guys and your continued support. We are getting closer and closer to the start of this season. But A-Dub and I, we got you guys throughout the duration of this preseason period. We appreciate you continue supporting the platform and for helping make us a top 10 Chicago Bears podcast. We'll holler at y'all next week. Peace. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.